0: This is episode 157, Living a Life of Harmony with Roe Rusnook. My name is Tudor Alexander and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to another episode of The Dance of Life. Aristotle once said, We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. I absolutely love that quote. Such a classic, classic quote. You know, it really puts the emphasis on our day-to-day actions. Reminds me of something I call the ripple of destiny. It's basically that your thoughts ripple out into your actions, and your actions ripple out into your habits. Your habits over a greater period of time form your character, and of course your character over the course of your life will determine your destiny. So, you know, we can't really operate on huge timescales with our character and destiny. It's a lot harder to change things once they're cemented into who you are. So all you can really do, the, the area where you have the most control is your day-to-day actions. It's the alignments in this case, that you are creating and and the misalignments that you clear from your life. You know, today we're talking about living a life of harmony and why I feel this quote is so grounding for that. Because in order for you to live a life of harmony, you have to continually prune the habits that aren't working for you, the actions that aren't serving your greatest good. And the same with your space. You know, my inspiring guest today is Roe. She is a national speaker, certified essential feng shui authority and teacher, and she's a dream building expert. She is the founder and facilitator of Conscious Visionaries Networking Groups and the owner of Elements and Energy. She's invested the last 20 years into studying energy and transformational principles. And through her live events, transformational programs, and feng shui consults, has empowered thousands of people to achieve new heights of spiritual awareness personal and business mastery and wealth she is available at elementsandenergy.com. you can check her out she can you can get a free decluttering guideline there as well as schedule a consultation uh, around what she does so she's done some really exciting stuff in this episode we're going to be talking about the impact of not just the external space that we live in on our own choices on our own health our own finances our relationships so interesting so interesting I absolutely love this interview and also the, the impact of our own internal feng shui as Ro will kind of go on with her method of feng shui you which is very very interesting it's about really looking at the whole picture not just the external but also our internal alignments and how that reflects itself in the spaces that we, live in and that we create. So a lot of really exciting stuff in this episode that I'm totally pumped to share with you guys. If you like this kind of content, make sure you subscribe and share it with one person in your life today that needs to hear this conversation about living a life of harmony. If you enjoy this episode also, you can tag me with your biggest takeaways. What did you learn? What did you get out of this? Tag me on Facebook or Instagram. It's at Tudor TutorAlexanderOfficial. I'm always, always curious to know what goes on in your guys' lives, so let me know. And with that, it's time to go live a life of harmony with Ro Rusnak. Here we go. What's up? What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us today in this awesome conversation. row. how are you? Such a I pleasure to have you here. Fabulous.
1: It's good to be here with you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Thank you for this. We're, you know, you, we don't have a video for this podcast, but if you were here, this place we're in is beautiful. is is the layout. It makes such a difference in how you feel about. Everything about how relaxed you are, right? How how the energy flows. Yeah,
1: yeah. and how respected we feel, right? Mm. Like, don't you just feel like so what did, good what did, in What this does that space? mean to you? Like, how well, respected we feel? I grew up in a home that was very disrespected. Mm. And there just wasn't enough time to keep it clean, to keep it organized. Uh, and it reflects in the environment. Hmm. And in this space, we feel really clean and everything's beautiful and hmm. upscaled. And that's how we feel.
0: It's almost like it kind of mirrors the emotion, the emotions that are imprinted in the space. Like, let's say it's a chaotic space, yes. right? Yes. That mirrors in our own psyche. Like, when we enter that space, we start to feel chaotic or we start to feel... Anxious. Or, you know, anxious right? or whatever else,
1: Uncomfortable. Right? Mm. can't get settled in your body because mm. you're looking at things around you that are pulling your attention. Mm. Whereas in this space, everything's clean, neat, Zen. Yeah, this
0: is beautiful, man. I wish we did have a uh,
1: Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's really beautiful. It's a well, beautiful space.
0: You know, I wanted to ask you like with this, Feng Shui to me is such an interesting, I don't know enough about it, to be honest with you. I don't know that much about it, but like it's been around for a long time, right? Like thousands of years. I'm, yeah, guessing.
1: they're they're approximating three thousand to thirty five hundred years.
0: Wow, okay. it's been
1: practiced, and it's a beautiful philosophy. Yeah, of understanding that our environments are a direct reflection of our consciousness.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. in 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 it was in China, China, right? Yes, that it evolved, right? Yes. I know that there are different elements associated with. Like I said, I don't know that much about it, but well, I'll, t- I'll help you, yeah, with, so that. you help I'll help with that. I'll help you and
1: your listeners with that. So uh, how we, we have certain tools in feng shui yeah. and what you're speaking about is the five elements yeah. and that's wood, fire, earth, metal, and water.
0: Love is not the, if, if, no, <laughs>
1: love's not in there, right? In that's <laughs> more of an emotion of a, a, a state of gotcha, being, gotcha. but these are actual elements that yeah. are physical that we can see. In our environment. And when all five elements are represented, we feel super comfortable Hmm. because we're made up of those five elements. Okay. And we feel really good with those.
0: I've done Chinese medicine a lot throughout the years with different things, and it's. They kind of follow that similar path of like, you know, the the different elements in your body and and balancing, you know, heat and cold. Is that in Feng Shui as well? Heat
1: and cold, that's the yin and the yang. And what you're describing is, uh, is coming all from the Tao. So Chinese medicine, Feng Shui comes from the Tao. So they're going to have the same principles, the same mm. elements they use because it's from the same source. It's
0: about flow pretty much. Flow, all about, about flow, all flow. about
1: ease, living an easy life.
0: Yeah. It's funny, right? We were just talking right off the air. I was like, okay, we got to I got to sneak this into this conversation because we were talking about alignment and how important alignment is and mm-hmm. how if alignment is present, movement is natural, Right, Like you don't have to try to do something. If you're aligned, if the alignment for that something to happen is there, then it's going to happen. Right? Like it's like how we align things, whether it's our bodies internally or if we align the furniture in our house, it will just allow for things to flow.
1: And we're looking in for ease because what Chinese Hmm. medicine does and and feng shui is that we want to be in a state of wellness. Hmm. We want to be healthy. We want to be at our optimal, and that's what these practices do.
0: And when you when you do like a let's say consultation for somebody mm-hmm. to help them, like, do you what does that look like for you? Like, are you looking at their personality too, in terms of like, okay, let's say somebody's a hoarder, right? Right. <laughs>
1: well, well, let me let I mean, me start with telling yeah. you a little bit about different feng shui. Yeah, that are being practiced at this time. Okay. Uh, I practice the Western school of feng shui. That's mm-hmm. my certification. And when I go into a space, I consult with the person. I ask them, where would you like to be in three years? What are some of your aspirations? What would, what are your goals? Uh, where would you like to be in three years? Gotcha. So that's what I, I first consult because we take in the person interacting with the space.
0: Mm.
1: Now, Based on their
0: goals, it could be a totally different... Exactly. Exactly.
1: And I also want the person to know that there's different forms of feng shui that are being practiced. I didn't know there were
0: more, yeah. Right? So there's
1: there's what's called the classical form feng shui, Mm -hmm. and that's when a person comes in with a compass, and they will tell you north, south, east, or west directions. They will place the bhagwa map that way, and that's very good for somebody who's extremely mathematical, left-brained... And wants to know precise information. Gotcha. Now, how I work is intuitively. Hmm. I still use the Bagua map. We place the Bagua map on the home.
0: For reference. Yes.
1: Those are the eight treasures of our lives that we put on the space. But I will not bring in a compass. And the reason why I, I, I really looked at all the different forms. There's three forms that are being practiced right now. And... The classical feng shui with the compass would direct the person who's the head of the household, who's bringing in the most money, Hmm. and they were precedent, and then the home would be organized to them. And that didn't sit well with me. I gotcha. wanted everyone to feel equal. Yeah, integrated. And in exactly. The picture, nice. Exactly. So I talked to the children. I talked to everyone like, what do you want to manifest? What do you want to create? Interesting. And it's more intuitive. I get intuitive hits. I'm extremely intuitive hmm. for placement of pictures, for colors, for, th- for the inhabitants of the home. Hmm. So that is the difference of classical is with a compass. The... Essential form feng shui, which is very intuitive that I teach, mm-hmm. is is another practice. And then there's the black hat sect feng shui, mm-hmm. and that is the the very first feng shui that was originated in China, and it's very steeped in Buddhism.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yes. 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 How how does that how does it compare to the other two? Uh,
1: it compares that everything is from a Buddhist belief. Okay. And they incorporate Buddhist beliefs into the feng shui of the home. Hmm. where I can go into any home, a Christian home, a Jewish home, and I I'm not see. going to talk about Buddhist beliefs. I'm talking specifically gotcha. about the energetics of feng shui.
0: That one, I guess the the third one's more attached to like certain traditions within Buddhism, yes. maybe, or cultural yes. things. huh? Mm-hmm. Wow, I had no idea there was three there you forms go. of feng shui. That's there you crazy. go. What's the craziest house that you've ever had to like do.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So good question. Um, I, I, when I was first phasing out from being an optician to becoming a full-time feng shui consultant. How long have you been
0: doing this by the way? I've
1: been in feng shui for 10 years now. 10 years. Wow. Okay. And so my, the optometrist who would see patients would say, Hey, Ro knows about feng shui. You really should talk to her about feng shui. So I had one little woman come out. She was very frail and I've always been intuitive. So I knew she had some health issues when she came to me and she said, Kelly tells me that you do feng shui. And I said, yes, I do. And she said, well, I really feel like I trust you. Would you come to my home? Hmm. I thought, okay, trust me. There's something going on at this house. And I said, I would be delighted to come to your home. So in her home, it was a condominium, and to get to the home, you had to park in the back mm. and walk through the through the back entrance, and then there was a sliding glass door. So I drove up, and there was this beautiful hedge covering the, the metal link fence that's her backyard, and I thought, oh, well, maybe you're off this time. Mm. This hedge is gorgeous. You know, the plants are healthy. Everything looks good. And so I walked through the gate and she was waiting there by her sliding glass door and she says, Please come in. And I noticed there were boxes in the backyard. And I said, Are are you just moving in? And she's no, she's oh, no, I'm not moving in. You know, please come in. Literally, two door, there were boxes everywhere, everywhere in her home. There was no room in the kitchen to put a oh plate down. I said, How long have you been living like this? And she said, It's been seven years. Wow. I said, take that me to your front door, <laughs> take me to your front door because in feng shui, the architectural front door is called the mouth of chi. And that is the only way mm-hmm. that energy can come into the home is through the front door. And gotcha. I had an intuitive hit that her door is blocked. Huh. So I said, take me to your front door. She took me to the front door. It was completely bo- blocked with boxes. And I said, who else is in this home and are they okay? Okay. And she said, my husband's been bedridden, he's upstairs, wow. and I'm on depression medication, and my daughter that lives here is also on depression medication, wow. and she can't find a job.
0: It's all just like stuck, stuck energy. Oh, my gosh. Wow.
1: So I said to her, I said, let's open this door. I said, let's let the chi in. I said, are mm-hmm. you ready? She says, Ro, I'm so glad I found you. I said, she said, I've just been scared to to let people in my home. Hmm. I said let's do it. So we kicked off our shoes. We moved all the boxes and it was a beautiful two-door hmm. entry. And you know how sometimes two-door entries have that metal slot that you yeah. push into the ceiling to yeah. keep the door locked? We had to get a hammer to
0: It had like, been stuck for a while. 7 yeah. years. Wow, that's incredible.
1: We opened the doors. You could feel like that the the heaven's open. Hmm. that she was able to come in. And there were, I'll never forget, there were two bougainvillea plants, one on each side of the door entry. And they said to me, why haven't you loved us? We've been here hmm. to bring in She, And she was crying. I was crying. Wow. And within two months, her husband was walking. The daughter had moved out to be on her own. She was an Isn't older woman. Isn't that interesting
0: woman. how suddenly just one... One little thing kind of cascaded into so many big changes. And of
1: course, I gave her a card to, you know, meet with a psychologist because she was addicted to information. Hmm. All these boxes were full of magazines, articles. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay. That
1: that she felt like if she let anything go, she'd be missing out, huh. even though she never read them. Hmm. They were there for her as comfort. So, you know, we're, from all of our experiences, we all carry different areas in our life that we can let go of.
0: Do you think we're all kind of hoarders in some way, like in different ways? Like do you find like there's a common I guess pattern or patterns maybe that you find like from from consulting people's homes. I'm I'm sure you get a lot about obviously the the internal portion that expresses itself externally in the space they live, right? So do you see do you see common patterns? With- I
1: see. I see common patterns. And yeah. once they start doing the feng shui, it opens them up to other avenues also for healing. Hmm. And those of us who've done our work of cleaning, right, internally as well as externally, because it's all a mirror. Yeah. So as soon as we start cleaning externally, we start cleaning internally. It, it can't help that. It's just that that, that beautiful infinity cycle of hmm. clean on the outside, we clean on the inside. I find that the people who do the cleaning and are willing to look at themselves really with a bright flashlight and do the internal work, mm. we're, we don't hoard anything. We mm. tend to be really trusting that the universe is going to take care of us. We don't need to have material objects. Yeah, We just can flow and, and be in alignment, like you said. Mm. Trusting that the universe is always going to provide for us at the right moment, at the right time. We don't need to keep things. Hmm. just to say, oh, maybe, you know, I'll need this in five years.
0: Yeah, I wonder why, you know, what is the, what do you think is the emotion behind that? You know, why do people...
1: From what I have seen is they have in their program, right, from childhood or from an experience that something was taken away from them Hmm. or they never had enough, there was lack mentality growing up, and that program being put into their mind, into their biocomputer, that there's never going to be enough, so we need to keep
0: hmm. what
1: we have acquired.
0: Do you find that when you, when you can change the space around you, that that, that starts like you said, it opens up avenues for other healing. Like it starts to kind of start that process, I guess. Right? It'd be pretty much because I wonder, for example, I mean, I, I've never actually had feng shui done to my place or my house, but I, I really have read some about it and I know it's effective I believe in a lot of the Chinese you know philosophies Chinese medicine and all these things the Taoism and alignment and things like that especially with the movement background that I have it's all about alignment but I wonder like have you experienced when people let's say they they start let's say you go in and you kind of redo a space for somebody and you create something new do you find that there's resistance and the pattern's kind of superimpose themselves back? or these hoarding things again? Yeah, like,
1: great question again. Uh, when I first started... Like, do my you work, need to do
0: it every six months or, you know, like what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. When I first started my work, I was so attached to them getting great results, hmm. right? And with every consult I do, they have me come in whenever they're ready. It could be in a month. It could be three months, six months, it could be a year, but they have me come in free of charge for half an hour to walk through to make sure that they understood the suggestions that I made mm. and that they're in the proper places. Gotcha so I would come back and there would be certain areas that they didn't they did not make any of mm. the adjustments, and I would say I'd look at them I'd say did you miss like the, the bedroom part or about something it, it might or be the love and romance or room, right yeah. or the wealth and prosperity hmm. because I, I write out a beautiful 13 page summary of suggestions gotcha. for, for my clients and they have a summary to follow you know this is bullet points change this do this colors uh, make these adjustments and oftentimes they would not do one or two areas so I found this fascinating and at first I was so frustrated, like why aren't they doing yeah, like, this? Why Don't they want a fabulous right? life? Right. <laughs> and I, one of my really close friends had this happen. And I said, Lizbeth, I'm dying to know, why haven't you done the love and romance? And she said, Ro, when I started doing it in my stomach, it wasn't right. I felt like, Ooh, this is scary. This is too scary. Hmm. So that happened about four years ago. I hired a business coach to help me because I wanted to go deeper with my clients. And she said, Ro, I feel so strongly. You need to do internal feng shui. So now what I do is when I see a client who has a challenge with allowing good to come into their life, mm. I offer them internal feng shui.
0: Interesting, okay. And so
1: I'm, I'm helping people release blockages internally. So my girlfriend, Liz, she did not want to get fully committed to her boyfriend.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, and that showed right? itself in, it the, came out. in the space. Yeah, because I said,
1: put a beautiful picture of the two of you in this space, oh. you know, really happy. <laughs> and as she was doing it, she got resistance. Gotcha. Like my soul does not want to do this. Hmm. So I go deeper with my clients now.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what have you what do you feel that like that's taught you about yourself, that whole process now of like, okay, before you weren't including that process the internal. Now you're doing both, the external and internal. How has that changed your approach to what you do?
1: I am if it's changed. I am at much all, but... more masterful. I am much more awake hmm. to really what's going on in that person. Whereas before I'm I'm very intuitive, but I felt like it was a little bit of an intrusion of hmm. my abilities to really see them. Cause you see them naked. Yeah, for sure. You see the whole totality of the person. And now I've given myself permission to really see them transparently and to give them more. Hmm. So, and for me, you know, I look at my own life and I have my, my life is so amazing to hmm. from going deeper. Cause I have to go deeper. I yeah. have to clean deeper.
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, you want to, I, I just thought of this image right now. I mean, obviously, I'm relating it to movement, but it's like if you're holding somebody in an in a counterbalance position, you're both kind of leaning away from each other. The more that person has to lean, then you, the more you have to lean, and kind of to counterbalance each other. So it's like, like right. you said, the deeper, the deeper you want to take somebody, right? The deeper you have to go. Personally. And that's
1: being intimate. Yeah. Right. And for me. I've always shunned away from being too intimate with people, hmm. and the, why is that? You think like uh, just from my childhood experiences with hmm. my dad leaving when I was little, I never wanted to really love someone so deeply because I was so hmm. afraid they'd leave me again and I'd feel that hurt. Yeah, and and now my relationship with my significant other has blossomed to heights I didn't even know hmm. could be achievable.
0: Do you think the feng shui and and especially the recent work that you've done kind of working with people both on the internal and the external has really contributed to that.
1: Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. I I know that that has been opening up my heart to him being humanitarian to all people to, to let them in and for me to get close to them. Hmm. There's more of an intimacy with my work Hmm. than just saying, here, do this. Call me later. Right? Just gotcha. do the, do these things I've told you. Yeah,
0: you feel more invested. Oh, so much more. A- and more, more connected and, to and everybody. And think, I
1: think that's why my business is so successful mm. is because they feel me. They feel me yeah. now. It's just like, oh, Rose giving me this beautiful report. Right? Like, man, she really cares about me.
0: What are, You know, I, I completely agree with you because really like when you can show that you care, there's that old quote, I think it's by John F. Kennedy, but mm-hmm. a million people have been quoted with this quote. It says, people don't care how much you know, they just want to know that you care. Right. Right. So what for you has been, let's say specifically with, with your clients in your business, what has made the difference in your level of intimacy? Like how does that play out in a situation? Like how, what's different now than let's say, I don't know, five years ago or something like that. Yeah.
1: I'm not, I'm not inhibited to speak my truth Mm, with them before I was inhibited. Like, Oh, I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Right, I don't want I don't want to show them what I really see and what I really know about them because it's going to make them uncomfortable. Mm. And now I find, man, people want that; they want you to see them.
0: Yeah, if you're authentic, right, right, in, in, a, in a loving and I way. Wasn't, it's like I wasn't
1: being totally authentic because I was holding back mm. of what I really saw, for the fear in me thinking that oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bear too much for them. Mm. And now what I've realized is it was me not wanting to bear my soul too much
0: interesting yeah
1: right like oh this is too scary to show another person that i really know what's going on with them and for other people to see me to bear my soul to them hmm.
0: you know i can relate to that because especially with what i do as well like it just reminded me of this whole process myself of you know, we were talking about our careers off the air a little bit. And in the last, been doing this for 15 years too, just this whole the whole dance adventure. And when I was working for somebody else, I wasn't really allowed to express my truth to the fullest extent. Like for me, dancing is not just moves. There's a whole personal growth transformation aspect to it. And when I first became self-employed, I really struggled with figuring out, okay, like, is this... Like, I don't want to just teach dance steps. I don't want, like you said, like, I don't want to just, here's the paper of of your feng shui, call me later. You know, it's like, how can I really contribute to a person? How can I be authentic about what do I truly believe and really give them 100% of that value? And it's made a big difference in right? my own motivation, first off, to do what I'm doing because one aspect of life that I went through I had this like mini breakdown where I was like, This is the funny trap we get into with being inauthentic, because I was just talking about with somebody this last night, just this type of topic about being inauthentic. But when we're inauthentic, it just goes in these loops of inauthenticity, because it's like, when you're inauthentic, then you're doing something that's not really true to yourself. And in the process of doing that, you bargain some part of yourself away. And then you feel bad or feel inauthentic because you bargain that part. And it just kind of spirals downward. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just, it doesn't go anywhere. Like in my own experience, I wanted to totally switch gears. I was going, I, like I said, when I became self employed, I was like, is this what I want to do? Like, do I want to teach dancing Like for the rest of my life? Like, I didn't really have a purpose behind it. But then the moment that I was like, wait a minute, this is not just dancing to me, there's a whole, and start integrating everything that was really important to me like how you said with the internal work with Feng Shui, because really it is, right? Like it's internal and external work. Like you are, the space is a reflection of the internal space. It is.
1: It is so magical to watch. It is so, and people will get it. Like we'll be walking through a home, my client's home, and I'll say, okay, here we are in the health and family. And it'll be totally empty or void of Hmm. any warmth or a plant or anything growing. That's so interesting. And they have all these health issues, right? And then I'll say, okay, your homework assignment, if you choose to accept this, is to go and get the most beautiful green plant, like a peace lily. And you are to care for this plant and love it. Hmm. And caretaking of this beautiful living being Right. And once they start doing that and they start loving this plant, then whatever we do, we do every everything, right? So now that they're respecting and loving, they're going to be more respecting and loving to themselves. Mm. But children aren't always trained on how to love themselves, right? I oh, mean, for sure. Yeah. That's our problem in the world is we have not been taught how to have true self love. Mm. And when I walk into people's homes, I see exactly where that's showing up. Hmm. Exactly where that that, that nurturing that, is yeah. not being could be in your money. It could be somebody grew up with lack mentality. Mm. But wherever that part of the home is, when I go in, I can see it. There's there's a lack of love there mm. in that space.
0: Do you think that people have? I le- I guess more in the Western culture, imagining it's more practiced than the East. But here, let's say in the states, do you think that people have? A resistance to this kind of stuff. Like, do you think it's like woo woo, or I think like... they did. Yeah.
1: And now with the internet, hmm. that home is so close to wherever you are in the world. That's right. True, we are yeah. so close that there's so much information available to us now that I'm seeing awakening on the planet. And yes, there there will be people who will always be asleep. Yeah. Right. That that's not their soul's experience. Hmm. But there is, I don't know if you see it, but I see a huge awakening. Oh, for sure, yeah. On the planet. And more and more people are understanding how energy works. Hmm. And it's exciting. I'm so excited to so be alive at this time, time. to
0: live. I mean, it's like, it's. Whew, I was just talking right? to somebody yesterday about like, we're in 2020 just about. Yeah. You know? Like, does that
1: sound so that's futuristic? Like the Jetsons. That's like the I ju- know. I love it.
0: I love it. I can't, you know, it's, I was talking to one of my friends last night about I'm like, you know, it's very likely that we would, we'll would, probably live to be like 120, like 130. I mean, there's so many things changing so quickly. Right. Literally, like if you think about kids born today, right? With how many, it's just fascinating. Like in our generation, we grew up with like tree houses and, you know, maybe the internet started, but not really. Now kids are born and literally by the time they're, like today, if you're born today, by the time you're old enough to quote unquote drive, you won't even need to drive anymore. Like there'll be, I'm pretty sure everything's going to be automated another 15, 16 years from now. 2035. Yeah, We're going to be on so. Mars. Right. Like,
1: 2035. We'll have to quote just, this today, right? God, we'll look back. Just blows 2035, no one will be driving. No one will
0: be, we'll be driving. We'll just be
1: chauffeured by this this vehicle of get yeah. taking us where we need to go, programming it in.
0: Do you think these traditions like feng shui will, will make it? Oh, yes. Into the future? I think,
1: I think uh, definitely Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. acupuncture, feng shui. I think it's going to be just part of our life. Like people like going to buy furniture, you'll have a feng shui person come in and say, okay. You, do you think you'll ever, be, do you ever
0: think there'll be like a feng shui AI, like an app that will do <laughs> the work? There
1: Very well could be. Yeah. Very well could be. Like taking a picture of your home. Right, yeah. And then having it set. Yeah, it definitely could be. Hmm. Right? How exciting but would But then be? again,
0: I don't know because part of what you do, I would say, imagine a big part is the intuitive part, right? Like, yeah, you, you and that would f- be
1: more of the internal feng shui, right? Okay. Oh, like, I see. So, so, say somebody's home is beautifully feng shui and they're starting to have resistance yeah. about things and they're starting to self sabotage. That's when I think, you know, the feng shui would come in for the internal. I, You know, I'm open to however it's going to be because I'm just always flowing. I, I never worry about mm. tomorrow or next week or what's going to come. I just know it's going to be divine because mm. I just, I relinquish into that. However it's supposed to be is is going to be with me taking my steps, doing what I know is true to me, and then I let it unfold.
0: Have you always... You always been like that, <laughs> oh
1: no, are you kidding? oh my gosh i i I've been in this really groovy place for about three years now, okay, prior to that, it was getting really good, yeah, right, but um, like I told you, I grew up in a very dysfunctional home, mm-hmm. and um at seven, my dad left. my mom was pregnant, so i my mom. Kind of had a nervous breakdown. She went to our schools, told everyone my dad had died. Oh, geez. So I just got very with, withdrawn and quiet and very shy. And people can tell you in high school, oh, that Roseanne, she's such a nice girl, but she's so quiet. She hmm. never speaks. And I was so freaked out that if I ever let it out, you know, that my, my dad was alive, that my mom would be so shamed. So for mm. me, my experience is learning how to open up my fifth chakra. Really being able to speak my truth. Because if you told me 10 years ago that I'd be speaking in front of thousands of people and audiences, I would say, There is no way in hell I would ever speak in front of four people wow. out loud. So I had to do a lot of clearing, a lot of energetic openings for my body. Lots of awesome teachers, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Michael yeah. Bernard Beckwith. Oh my gosh, Marisa Peer! I have so many wonderful mentors. Louise L. Hay was my first teacher, my mentor. Tara... Yeah, I love Louise Hay. Oh, she's, great. she's she was phenomenal. She's always she's here in the spiritual world with me, right here. She stands right here next to me. Nice. She's always helping me with everything I need. Uh, in this current, in this reality, Tara Catherine Collins is my mentor. She's the one who certified me through the Western School of Feng Shui. Oh, okay, cool. I do a lot of certification programs for her for the school. Uh, And she's so proud of me to see how I've grown from that shy, timid, no value person to the person I am today. Hmm. And it's all from the help of, of these beautiful authors who've given us science on how to deprogram our mind.
0: Any put anything in particular that comes to your mind. Like if I obviously you're the sum of so many different experiences, but if I said, Hey, Right now, in this moment, what can you think of that's made, one of the things that's made a huge impact in that shift for you?
1: The number one book that helped me the most, and I followed everything he told me to do, was Dr. Joe Dispenza's book called, called Changing the Habit of Being Yourself.
0: Hmm. Changing the Habit of Being Yourself.
1: And I had to change who I was, my personality, because I feel like God gave me this beautiful gift of feng shui to help people, and I couldn't speak. I could, I just, it terrorized me to talk to more than three people wow. at a time. I, I was so tongue-tied and I felt like, oh my God, I don't, I have no value. I have nothing to offer them. Hmm. But God kept saying, you are going to speak. Here's a book. Hmm. Read everything he tells you to do. And I did. And I'm so grateful to Joe.
0: Yeah, I love the story on your website about how early on you saw the impact of a of a well Organized space or, you know, when when you went over to your friend's house or whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. When I was eight years old, my, I, my, I remember the teacher telling me, go home, you're going to need scissors and paste for this project. And in, in school, I was having to do more projects with scissors and paste and glue and, and I could never find these things in my house. It was so disorganized. And Hmm. my mom worked two jobs. You know, I had two sisters really in a hectic, nine, yeah. 900 square foot home with one bathroom wow. in San, in the San Francisco Bay Area. I mean, it was crazy. And I walked over to, to my neighbor's house. God came through me and said, go ask a neighbor. So I went to my neighbor's and I said, can I borrow a pair of scissors? And she said, sure. So I came in and she opened the drawer and everything was so tidy in its place. And I thought, man, I want to live here this is so peaceful. She knows right where the scissors are. <laughs>
0: right? It was that simple little experience that, that yeah. made the shift Yeah, you. However,
1: you know, I hear that you either go with how you've been, ex- the experiences that you learned, or you go complete opposite mm. to the hoarder or the alcoholic. And I unfortunately followed my mom's footsteps.
0: Mm. Of being a hoarder? Or like, of just like...
1: being told my home was so disorganized. I was raising my girl's, Um, when they were, it was seven and eight, they were seven and eight. And I looked around, I didn't know the clean clothes from the dirty clothes. Wow. And I thought to myself, this has to change. A week later, my girlfriend, Gail, my best friend, who was also a victim. She said, look, who's coming to the Phoenix civic center. And it was Louise L. Hay. And just that day I had picked up a book called you can heal your life. At Barnes & Noble. By Louise? By Louise. I said, Gail, this is God. You bring this flyer. I just picked up this book. We need to go. So we went to hear Louise, and she had seven fabulous speakers on stage, and one was Tara Catherine Collins from the Western School of Feng Shui. I had never heard of Feng Shui in 1999. (laughs) And she spoke, and my heart was like this, just palpitating out of my body. And after she spoke... Louise said, whoever of these authors you resonate with, make sure to buy their book and get them to sign it. I couldn't go up to Tara. I could not get my body to go up to Tara because I thought she's too bright. She's too magnificent. Who am I to go to her, right? Mm -hmm. And seven, eight 10 years later, I was certified by her and she signed my book.
0: Wow. Yeah. After your certification? After my
1: certification. (laughs) But she knew what a freak I was. I couldn't speak. I remember her saying, okay, there was only six people in the the certification program. And she said, okay, I'm going to have you now stand up and just tell us what your purpose is. Oh my God, I'm shaking, sweating. And she's all, are you okay? I'm all, no, I'm not okay. (sighs) And she's all, honey, just stand up and say what your purpose is. And I said, I'm here to bring peace. And she's all, wonderful, sit down.
0: Well, that was it. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. To do that took yeah. everything. I was so wow. freaked out about being seen.
0: Hmm. And they say that's like the biggest, that's the biggest, one of the biggest fears we all have is public. We fear, I think we heard this recently, is that we fear that. Death. More than death. <laughs>
1: death, well, death is first dying. Right. And yeah. then second is fear of public speaking. Public speaking. But I cleared myself. I am hmm. so good. I can get on the stage now. I can talk and not not shake. Like I remember my first talk after I cleared myself. I held a glass. I said, look, everybody. I'm not no shaking. shaking. Wow. And, I, and then I told them my story. And you know, there's so many people with blocks in them hmm. that keep them from really being their most amazing self. So I'm now – it's called feng shui you. Yeah,
0: yeah, I like that a lot because it's really – you're looking at the whole picture, right? Alignment all in a, in a comprehensive right. fashion. It's really everything. You can't look it at is. something in isolation.
1: Right? No, you can't because we're wholly integrated mm. with our environment. We're wholly integrated with ourselves and our thoughts. Everyone we attract because of how we're vibing, right? How we're vibrating is we're going to bring people into our life to reflect what we really think of ourselves.
0: Hmm. Do you, do you think that the space that somebody has that dictates the kind of people that comes into your life as well right i mean how it's how it's structured remember
1: that hovel i had with my kids at 7 and 8 that really mm-hmm. disrespected space yeah right i was attracting really icky people mm. into my life really people who who showed me that i was not a value Right, But once I started doing the work and cleaning my exterior space, my, it just reflects. You start feeling better about yourself. Like, no, I'm not going to tolerate that. Hmm. That's not who I am. And it just gets better and better and better
0: hmm. with
1: so. the external being awake. What is my space saying to me? Do I love myself? Do I respect myself? Is my artwork saying the most beautiful things about my life going forward? Hmm. Right. I oftentimes have women who'll say to me, Ro, I really want to bring in a great relationship. And perhaps they've gone through a divorce. So a lot of their artwork are really strong warrior women by themselves.
0: Hmm. Right. Interesting.
1: And so I'll say, are you truly ready? Or do you want to stay in this state of being that strong woman for a while a little bit longer? Because I want you to let these pictures go. And I want you to bring in happy couples now.
0: Hmm, interesting. Really happy couples. It's like changing, shifting the consciousness that's inhabiting that space so that you invite... Because it's like
1: art therapy. Hmm. It's being surrounded. Everything is speaking to you. That's the Chinese Redbird principle. Everything is speaking to you. Make sure they have the most beautiful things to say. Hmm. That is
0: so fascinating. You know, I I really wonder with, with people today here in the United... Let's say again in the United States. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that people make in terms of their homes that you've seen, again, there's patterns, but like, let's say besides the obvious of being, cl- you know, cluttering, having a lot of clutter, or being disorganized, or like you said, being disrespecting to their homes, are there some things that you feel that people, like if you were to make, let's say the top three things, top three or four things that are big mistakes you shouldn't do in your home? The number one big mistake
1: I see. And, and this is, critical to our well-being is bed placement hmm. in the home. I cannot tell you how many homes I've gone into when there's been a suicide or a premature death that their headboard is on the same side of the door of the entry of that bedroom.
0: Of the entry of the bedroom. Yes.
1: So, you know, where the the entry door is, if you were to stand at that entry looking inside of the bedroom. Gotcha. That their headboard is either directly to your right or directly to your left. Like
0: basically parallel with the... To the, to the door. So
1: when they wake up out of bed, they can't see the door. They have to like scooch for it and either bend over to see where that who's coming in at them, mm-hmm.
0: or if they wake up and they'll, they'll see the door immediately. Basically, right? If the headboard's on the other side.
1: And well, that's the that's the power position where we want them.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: okay, so this is what you I want you see to the just door, close your eyes. I want you to visualize this, and your listeners can visualize this. Yeah. When you're looking into the bedroom. If the headboard is on direct alignment to that same wall that the door is at, Mm -hmm. that's called the dead man's position. Oh, wow. Right? And I can't tell you how many suicides I've seen when I walk into the home and they tell me that somebody commits suicide. Their headboard is against that wall where the door is, the entry door. They have no control in life. They don't feel in control of their life. Interesting. So where I want you to place that headboard is directly across from the door, but out of the alignment of the door.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: So how the chi is coming into that room, I don't want you getting hit by it. Right, gotcha, gotcha. It. I want that, that bed out of the... Skewed, like
0: off, off right. to the side.
1: And it can be on the other side, on the other wall... It can be on the other wall. Can it Can be
0: perpendicular. Yes, to the door?
1: perpendicular.
0: Like you can still see the door when you exactly. wake up. Exactly. So a
1: lot of people will say, "Oh, but my bathroom door is on that wall. You know, there's no room for my headboard to be on the wall across from the door." Gotcha. So put it on. Put it on a wall that you have room. Just make sure you can see the door. Hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. I want you to be able to see the door, because then you're in you're in the empowered position gotcha. or the command position of the room. Interesting. That's the number one that I'd want your listeners to do right away. Hmm. Okay. Second is desk placement. If you work in your home or your office, I want you again to be in the command position of the room. Okay. I sit in this position of we're in a space right now in a conference room and I'm sitting so I can see the door. I can see who's coming in at me. I can see the challenges coming in at me. I can see the opportunities coming in at me. I can also look out the window. I'm in command position of this room. Gotcha. I want every listener to make sure they can do that. For homes that have a built-in desk that's up against a wall and the door is behind you, so your back is to the door, I want you to put a mirror so you can always see who's coming in at you.
0: So if you have a so if your desk is to the back of the if your back is to the door when you're at your desk to have a mirror yes. on the wall face, that's facing you
1: correct so you can see who's coming in at you because we always feel vulnerable it's kind of like the Italian mafia guys uh-huh. in the restaurant yeah they come they're up. always sitting in the back <laughs> corner and they're watching who's coming in at them yeah they're in the power position of the room
0: interesting so that so that sense of powerlessness. By let's say by you aligning yourself, let's say in the negative situation, like the dead man's position for Mm -hmm. sleeping or whatever, what the idea is that basically you're, that vulnerability is that vibrations in you now, like you're, you're like not in control, you're vulnerable, you're, you're not seeing the challenges that are coming at you, and that's going to resonate and affect the things that are happening in your life. Like it's Right,
1: because gonna... you're in that fight and flight,
0: uh, even okay. though
1: you consciously will say, oh, no, that doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah, there's still that little sliver of fight or right? flight. Right,
1: from our prehistoric days of survival, Interesting. you know, when, when you went out to hunt, you were always watching your back. Who's behind me? What's going right. on? Yeah. I need to know what's happening behind me as well as in front of me. So we have this subconscious feeling like we just want to know what's happening all the time. Hmm. So our nervous system relax. We relax. Interesting. We don't have to have energy being expelled. If I'm sitting with my back to the door, now this is nice because I have a reflective surface, right? Gotcha. I can still see who's coming behind me. You have me. some
0: sense of the space. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So this isn't that bad, but if this reflective surface, a source wasn't here. I'm there's a part of me saying, Am I safe? Who's coming You're in? Constantly behind me? doubting yeah. exactly, which yeah. is taking my energy. I'm depleting my chi. Gotcha. And gotcha. A, a very, a, I'll never forget this. I remember when it's I was so being certified in feng shui, there is a belief in China in feng shui that we are given a certain allotment of chi. Mm-hmm. And if we like expel for your whole it, life, or yes, for... for our whole life. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if we expel chi in needless. And mindless ways, we're depleting our life source.
0: I've heard of the breath thing. Like, maybe it's the same thing. Like, you have, maybe it's an Indian thing, like Hindu, but you have a certain amount of breaths. Same thing. So, don't stress out or breathe so fast exactly. because you run out of your breath. Let's
1: keep us in That's interesting. homeostasis. Hmm. Let's keep us at peace. Yeah. Heart rate is happy. Happy home, happy life.
0: Interesting. So, okay, so no dead man's position, making sure that It's your called desk...
1: command position. Your desk is in the command, command position, position or gotcha. power position.
0: Anything yeah. else? Any other big oh. ticket items that people need to know? Of?
1: Yeah, this is more of internal feng shui that I really see yeah. in our, our busy life is that one of the practices that has changed my life and my clients' lives, and it's so simple- is to have a morning practice. As soon as you're stirring and you're coming into your consciousness in this reality, that you're waking up into this life, just sit there and thank God or source or whatever you want to call that you're connected to spiritually and, and give thanks for being so nurtured those last seven hours, mm. being so reverent that we were so taken care of and replenished and coming from a state of, of true gratitude that this, this energy, this spirituality, whatever you want to call it, source, I call it God, is going to continue taking care of me throughout this day. And that I'm going to be guided to just the right people, to just the right experiences. I can breathe into this. I can believe this with all of my being, knowing that I've been taken care of during the night. I'm going to be taken care of during the day that I'm just to do my part and to ask, how can I be of best service with no stress with no Oh my God, I got to jump out of bed and go do this and do that. And you know, this is really living intentionally and from such a place of peace. And when I, when I give this to my, my, my clients, my feng shui, you clients, they're like, Oh my God, my life is so beautiful now. Hmm. I just trust. And that's what people I think in the world are missing is that trust hmm. of knowing that everything's being a sense unfolded of faith, not a
0: religion, not a religious way necessarily. Right. It's, just, it's faith. just
1: faith that my life is just gets better and better and better every day in every way.
0: Hmm.
1: And so that's a gift I'd like to give to your, to your listeners. So you do that in the morning? Like, like as soon for 10 as minutes you, you just start, breathe? No, kind it just... takes three minutes. Just as soon as you start stirring and you're going, oh yeah, I'm in this room. I'm in this this life.
0: Hmm. Really take it in.
1: Take it in. That we have work to do here. Beautiful work. And it's an honor to do this work. Every single one of us has our certain gifts. You with your dance and then going deeper hmm. with your clients to really know how reverent that is. That there's no one like you. Yeah. This is you. This is your purpose in the world. And you go and do the best job you can do. Yeah. Knowing that you're being held all along to do it.
0: That's been a constant reminder in my life. And especially recently with with a lot of the gratitude stuff that I have been doing. It's really saved my life in many ways because it's so easy to let the mind run away on just the stupidest stuff. You know, like literally like small little changes in your environment were so programmed to go right in that fight or flight. Oh, I got to rescue it. And especially, you know, my end, like we all grew up, like you said, with our own household issues, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we have our default emotions that we go to, you know, yes. like mine is like anger. <laughs> if
1: something uh-huh. happens,
0: I will just like, it's so, it's been a real practice to learn, okay, don't go there right away, you know, just breathe, be thankful, be grateful, right. find the and purpose. and know that and you're being held. Being held and being supported. Right. You know, like I find myself lately being in the gratitude practices that I do in the morning at night, like thinking, okay, gosh, thank you for the support. Yes. Thank you for sending the people in my life that need to be here Yes, to give me the information I need or the support I need or whatever else, you know? So I can definitely relate to that support piece. That's so yeah. important.
1: So and I would I would in the home I would have something in the bedroom as soon as you wake up too that really brings you inner peace. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm a huge vision board person kind
0: of thing or
1: I'm it would I would really that's very personal for each person what that represents to them. Some people love a water scene. Some people like actual words like a mantra that they can say.
0: Something to ground you basically right when you wake up. Absolutely,
1: and and vision boards are beautiful too. I just don't. I just don't want it to be too active, right? When you're waking gotcha, up, yeah. to feel like, oh, I have to go do this. Right, right, right. Um, so if your vision board's super active, I don't want that. The first thing you see that can be more in the bathroom, uh, but but something in your art in your bedroom, right? When you wake up, that you look at something to really ground you mm. into the truth that you are so loved and so divinely taken care of.
0: What do you have in your house? To do? I
1: have, I have, and I had this. Um, I had my assistant at the time as an artist and, um, she wrote, I am divinely provided for and protected. Wow. Because I am.
0: That's painted on your wall or no, it's,
1: it's a piece of artwork. Oh, it's a piece of artwork. Yes. artwork. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And she's also done some other pieces of artwork for me too. She's That's cool. Yeah. She's just so talented. So, um, but to to really think about what would make me feel so taken care of because hmm. in the world today people feel like like things are being pulled out from under them and it's just because of the way they're thinking hmm. right what are you focusing on what are you thinking about that makes you feel that way and so we have to give them tools to help them be grounded
0: and it's so easy nowadays too i think with with all the distractions that we have when all the things that were accounted accountable to and committed to like I was just uh thinking the other day about like I find myself getting upset at myself a lot when I forget something and I'm like man I shouldn't be so forgetful you know whatever I'm relatively young 35 years old but at the same time I'm like I have so much stuff that I'm constantly thinking about that it's like it's not that I'm forgetful, it's just I have too much stuff that I'm like these little Rolodex in my brain that's going, Did I do this, did I do that, did I do this? you know, especially being self employed, it's like you're constantly thinking.
1: And you know what? I want so you to like, know that um it's it was funny. Um we were up at the enchantment resort um yeah. for this for the celebrate your life conference that Mishka Productions puts on, and Dr. Joe Dispensa lost his room key. Hmm. He's all row, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so well, don't worry about it, we're gonna go up and get it. And he commented, he goes, "I can't tell you how many times I forgive myself during the day, oh yeah, right. We're human,
0: that's so true, all of us, yeah,
1: I mean we're all as long as we're on this planet, we're always gonna be evolving, mm. we're always gonna and I don't even call them mistakes because yeah. it's just part of life, right yeah those those things are gonna happen, but it's catching us and going, okay, I can forgive myself about that. Mm. I'm human, right." I'll try to do better next time. I'm going to do better next time. But if I don't, I'm going to, again, say, I'm going to forgive myself and do better next time. Yeah. It's just to be easier on ourselves.
0: Hmm. Have you found... I'm curious, actually, with forgiveness, because that's such a... You know, living your life in harmony. I think forgiveness is probably, if we're talking about flow and letting energy move and alignment, I think forgiveness is such a core part of that, right? You know, to really allow things to flow through you. Do you find when people... Let me ask you this way: Like, have you found an experience where somebody's home that you went and saw, and how, like, let's say that one early on example you had of the lady with all the boxes? (laughs) Yes. Have you found that sort of stuck energy in correlation with, let's say, forgiveness issues? Like, people are hanging on to baggage, internal stuff they haven't forgiven somebody, they haven't forgiven themselves. This is a
1: great. This is a great example of that. I walked into this woman's home. She was a referral. And she she said one of her friends had me feng shui her home and her friend said, You really need Ro to come to your house. So I went to her house and what I have my clients do first of all is like I said, I talk to them first. We sit down, we chat for about ten minutes and then I actually have them just walk me around the whole house. So I see everything, I I get an idea if there's any glaring splinters. Right. Glaring splinters are referred to like a huge challenge, like the woman with the boxes. Gotcha. So she's walking me through and I'm saying, like, wow. She's got her finances set. She's great. Her health is really good. Fame, reputations. Okay. We walked into the Love and Romance. It was a bedroom. And I walked inside and it was empty except for a bed with two mattresses and no sheets or covers on the mattresses.
0: Do they have pillows?
1: No, just the mattresses (laughs) and a headboard frame and one dresser. I said, oh, I go, did you bring me in to help you? you know, decorate this room. It looks like you're right in the middle of, you know, getting Setting it ready. it up, yeah. She said her room had been like that for four years.
0: And she that's how she sleeps?
1: No, she's in another room. This was a guest room. Thank you for clarifying. Oh. This was a guest room that was in her love and romance area. I see. Her master bedroom was in the wealth and prosperity area. Interesting. So this is a guest bedroom. Nothing in there, completely bare except for these items. So I look at her. I said, so I said you know, how's relationships, you know, friendships, she's all, oh, I don't have any friendships. Hmm. I said, well, I'm seeing that being displayed here. I'm a scene also, there's no significant other and she's all no. And I said, well, would you like to have this? And she said, I feel so shamed because whenever I'm in a, a friendship, I self-sabotage it. I, Don't know why, but I, I've had people approach me to go out for lunches and stuff. And then I make up an excuse that I don't, something comes up that I can't make the lunch. Hmm. And I said, okay, well, would you be willing to have some friends? And she says, that's why you're here. I want to find out what's going on. And so I gave her the suggestions. I gave her forgiveness work because in her childhood, I found out there were some traumas. Of her trusting people in her life. Mm. There, she didn't trust people, so she didn't want them coming in. And again, a great psychologist I know. And during that time, she was feng shui in the room, and now she has a beautiful room, completely decorated. She has friends, she's dating.
0: Wow. <sighs> and how long of a period of time was that change? In, like
1: About a year and a half.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a year year and pretty and fast. Honestly. I think like so. For all those different yeah. things. Yeah. Wow. A year
1: and a half for her to really feel to forgive herself. Wow for other people who she felt and she had to forgive all those other people too hmm. that she was holding grudges against.
0: Yeah. Creating space so that new things can come in. Yes. Right? Yes. Hmm.
1: So that was a wonderful story.
0: That is really cool. Yeah. Wow. So she's very grateful. It blows me away. You know, it's like, I've always found it's, I think we have a lot of commonalities in this particular idea and that how the external and the internal relate. You know, like for me, it's always been through movement. Like I always, I study movement for a long time and I can see so many ways that movement relates to how things move inside our invisible world.
1: And I'm a runner and I watch my movement. I'm very awake to on certain days if I want to, you know, like take longer strides. How long do you run? Um, I do five miles. My business coach told me um, that, and I've always known. To get my cardio up um, higher, and we're more relaxed too when we exercise. Yeah, right? for sure. Because I was always with the way I grew up. I was always an anxious person. Mm-hmm. So uh, with the feng shui, with the internal work, and exercise, and meditation. You know, mm-hmm. we we do it all, right? The meditation, you exercise, gratitude. I have a lot of tools in my toolbox, and I, yeah. I really do. I tell my clients when they come to me, I am going to set you up with success habits. Yeah, and you got to do the habits. You got to get them because we're it created by habits. It is the things
0: we do every day. Absolutely. That's who we are. Yeah.
1: So so I watch my strides when I run. I watch my body movement. I love that. I love being so in tune with my mm, body.
0: I know. It's the best feeling. Isn't it? Absolutely. That's something I, I just don't get, you know, like these days, I think it's so beneficial. You know, you look at all these ancient cultures that have been around for so long and they all have some sort of movement discipline. they've done whether it's yoga tai chi you know whatever it doesn't matter uh martial arts there's always a discipline that's associated to all the spiritual stuff or self-exploration stuff because you know they say that basically the more you go deep within if you don't have a way to practice that physically and unite the physical with the mental you're going to go crazy like you your mind is this invisible world, and it's easy to get lost in there without a way to ground it constantly through practice and yes. process, and sequential movement through space? Can it connect to that physical world? I've read about so that also so about important. the
1: physicality we're in—a body, a pain body—and yeah. we need to be respectful of this body mm-hmm. and and exercise and have those disciplines for the mind yeah. to again be in alignment to the body. Absolutely. Yes. So um, I'm I'm so grateful that this is my work. I am so grateful, and I thank God every morning I wake up like, yes, I get to do more of I this know. You today. Don't have
0: to go through rush hour traffic, no. in in office all day. <laughs> no, I get to, imagine? and I
1: always my, my appointments are always from ten to two. That's, That's great. my those are my That's hours, great. ten to two. I don't go out any earlier, you know, any later. Yeah, and I don't work on the weekends. Perfect. I, just, I yeah, I've I've really awesome. honed in a great life to do this work.
0: Well, what's, what are you most, I know you just said you're grateful for your career, but I'm going to ask you one more time. What uh-huh. are you most grateful for right now? You got to pick something else. Now. Oh,
1: sure. Oh, that's easy. I am so grateful that my heart continues to open mm. every day more and more. And that the relationship that I have with my significant other, I never knew was possible. I mm. had no idea that I could be so close to another human being and feel that, Depth of intimacy. Wow. Never knew it was possible. I've been married twice before. Uh, this gentleman, um, we've been together two and a half years. His name is John.
0: Nice. Shout out to John. <laughs> yes.
1: Shout out to John. And I am so grateful that we're playing together and, mm. and really allowing each other space to open our hearts so wide for each other. How'd you guys meet? Um, on the internet. Okay. Yeah. Like Match or? No. I'm trying to think of the name okay of it. Okay. Cupid? Say again.
0: Okay, Cupid.
1: No. no. It was um, a funny name. It's not fish. E Harmony. No. Oh gosh, what's the name of it?
0: Um, plenty of fish. No. No, wasn't
1: that. it? Wasn't plenty of fish.
0: Gosh, that's it's a all of the odd big ones. name.
1: <laughs> I just remember it, was, and we were only on for like a month. That's why I can't really remember. Isn't that funny? He was on it for one day. I was the second person he saw, and when I saw him, I was on it for a month. When I saw him, I said, "God, this is the man. I want you to bring him to me." Really, and he called me that night, <laughs> yeah, wow, I know, and we it's interesting, I don't know if you know anything about astrology,
0: I know a little bit, yeah,
1: but i'm I'm Aquarius rising, okay, and I am Gemini Moon, okay, and he's the opposite. he's Gemini rising with Aquarius, oh wow, moon. okay, all so air we, signs, so yeah. yeah, and we're we're really able to understand ourselves internally as well as how we personify ourselves to the world. Hmm. So he gets me and I get him and we're so grateful.
0: Isn't it funny how that just, it's just so funny how those things happen. Like, like the things that need to come to you just when the time is right, it just comes, right? When you're ready. When you're ready. Yeah. When you're truly ready. When you're aligned, right? When you're aligned.
1: (laughs) There you go. Yes. Alignment's Um, everything. It is. It is. And that's what I, I, I tell women who are looking for a man, you know, they'll give me this list of everything they want him to be like. And I'll say, are you that
0: Mm.
1: are you everything you put on that list
0: Mm.
1: oh no well then I invite you to circle the areas that you're not in alignment to and get those up to where you want them to be Mm. and then he'll show up But you're only gonna attract where you're vibrating.
0: That's true. Yeah. You're gonna right? resonate with with the other vibrations that you're exactly. aligned to. Wow. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So we gotta be clean. We gotta do our work.
0: Living. We gotta life do our feng harmony. shui That's it.
1: <laughs> externally <laughs> and internally.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well this has been a pleasure, Rose. Such a pleasure talking with you.
1: My honor. My honor and my pleasure awesome. also. We'll have to very easy peasy. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with my great friend, Ro Rosnuck. You know, my goal with this whole episode was to inspire you to take a look at your own life and see what alignments and misalignments are present there. You know, what is going on that's helping you or not helping you to achieve your best, to live your best life, to live your dream life, to create the outcome and the results and the experiences that you want out of life. You know, for me, with my movement background, as, as you heard in the interview, I could relate to a lot of what Ro was teaching and saying because alignment is everything. That is one thing I've learned over and over again is that if alignment is proper, movement is natural. So when we look at alignment within our own health, we would look at alignment in our finances, alignment in our space. All that stuff is so important for the actual action, the results, the flow to happen naturally. So if you really like this episode, you can go check out Ro at elementsandenergy.com. She's also on social media, Roseanne Rusnock. You can look up her on any social platform. Make sure you get her decluttering guidelines totally free. Check it out on her website, elementsandenergy.com. And if you enjoyed this conversation, if it inspired you, make sure you share it with one person in your life that needs to hear today's message on living a life of harmony. You can also tag me with what you got out of this episode on Instagram or Facebook at Tudor Alexander official. And let's not forget our quote from the very beginning by Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act but a habit. I love love this quote. It's such a classic. You know we're constantly vibrating and if we want to make a different result in our life We have to change that vibration both inside and out. This is done by changing your alignment and pruning your life of what isn't aligning so that you can flow naturally towards your dreams. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome, awesome rest of your day. Tune in on Monday as we continue our special series on building a daily gratitude practice. With part five, we're going to talk about prayer and how that impacts your own practice, your own ability to be peaceful, to attract the things that you want in your life. It's a great episode. Make sure you check it out. You're going to get some practical suggestions there. And as always, remember your life is a dance. So go out there and dance it well. For more episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.